And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. And welcome everyone to another fabulous edition of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? You are witnessing, you are watching, you are listening to the number one comics podcast on the internet where the host wears an apron. I know you're looking right now going, what the fuck do you have on? And you'd be right because I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty crazy on the screen. I'm going to show you. We're going to get to that. I'm going to tell you why I'm wearing this. Uh, I'll also tell you why there's no shirt underneath it. There's a story behind that, too. Uh, for my iTunes uh, listeners, uh, you're just going to have to bear with me. I'm going to describe it as best I can when I get there. Uh, but how is everybody doing? I've got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, a lot to show you. We're going to get to some comic books. I've got a toy corner. We haven't done that in a while, but it's going to be very, very cool. I'm pretty excited about some stuff. I have stuff that was sent from a fan. I had a, uh, uh, I'm going to call it a, a fan appreciation box. Freaking outstanding. I cannot wait to tell you guys about this. Uh, I've also got a special little something for the guys that give me reviews on iTunes. We're going to get to all that. Let's just get into it. Um, again, what is the Blazing Defender Report? Man, basically, it's a show that I started. I buy comic books every week. Um, I don't have a whole lot of people to discuss them about. So, But I get people all the time that want to know What's good? What do I read? What can my kid read? What can my son read? What can I read? Man, I really enjoy the Iron Man movies. I really enjoy Spider-Man. What should I read? What do you read? So I'm like, you know what? To reach as many people as I can, I think it's a a medium that is more popular than ever, obviously. The movies have have did that single-handedly. But the movies are pulling from stories that have been around uh, for, for people that I know some of you people watch the show have been watching comic or list, reading comic books for years these they're pulling from stories that we've known about for years uh, and there's tons of stories that we would love to see movies done on we may never see that but um, it's it's there the possibilities always there let's put it that way so uh, that's why I really wanted to start the show for anybody that reads comic books you can get something out of it if you're new to comic books I think you can get something out of the show that's really what I'm gearing this show towards is people that just got their toe in the water I want to come in from behind them and push them the fuck in and swim with them I'm, I can't swim myself but you get it it's a metaphor I know I get a little deep on the show sometimes uh, but stay, stay with me. Uh, but no, guys, that's the show. If uh, do you think you have a friend that might enjoy it, tell them, like, subscribe. I'm on, I'm on iTunes. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Blog Talk. Blah blah blah. You can find me. We'll get to all that shit later too. But for everybody that leaves the Blazing Defender Report a five star review, now that's the good shit, y'all. Not the bad shit, but whatever, whatever you want to do, I take all criticism. We're gonna talk about a little of that criticism that I got from a fan uh, a little later in the show. But uh, I, I take it all, man. It, you gotta take the good with the bad. And if if I'm not doing something that's not making somebody happy or unhappy, then I'm not doing something right. That's just a boring-ass show nobody wants. I don't want to be that. I'd rather you hate me than just be like, dude, that dude sucks. Um, so, for everybody that leaves a five-star review on iTunes, for every seven five-star reviews, I'm going to use a random number generator. I'm going to try to record it so everybody knows it's legit. And uh, I'm going to pull the, uh, one reviewer out and give them a $15 trade paperback of their choice from Amazon.com. Uh, basically, how it work is, I'll send you an email, I'll contact you on Facebook, whatever, tell you to send me the link of the trade paperback that you want, and I'll buy it, send it to you. Thank you very much for supporting the show, and uh, it's just a way to, uh, to to build up my my audience and, and everything else. So tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an ex-girlfriend that you don't like and make her uh, miss an hour of her life by watching the show. But I thought that was pretty cool, so tell your friends, guys, and I'm going to get it out there a little more, but this was the first show that I wanted to explain it on. So five-star review, uh, iTunes, leave comments if you want, but a five-star review every seven I'll draw a winner, 
and give you a free trade paperback of your choice, okay? And if you want me to recommend something, I can surely do that as well. All right, guys, Toy Corner. I'm so excited for fucking Toy Corner. Um, I haven't had any in a while. And these are actually some some stuff that I've accumulated from the last few weeks. So, But I've got one thing back here that is so fucking dope, you're going to love it. Uh, and then I'm going to get to something that is has blown my mind. And we're going to get to why I'm wearing this fucking apron. All right. First thing we're going to talk about is the 75-year anniversary Funko Pop of Captain America. For my uh, there's, for my YouTubers, there's Cap. He's kind of got the baby blue, blue on. It's kind of synonymous with the old-style Cap. I love this. It was very cool. It was a pre-order only on uh, Amazon. Got it the other day. I think it looks great. It looks fantastic. 70, 75th anniversary. Funko Pop 159. Thought that was pretty dope. And a buddy uh, told me about this. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get it. It's a Captain America Marvel Legends 10-inch. That's the side of the box. And that's what he looks like. He can take his head off and put the Steve Rogers. Oop, let's go this way. The Steve Rogers head on. And he's got a master. And I'm like, well, what's the deal with that? Well, you can change his hands and you can put the mask in his hand like on the back he's posable man look how posable he is look at that shield look at the points of articulation see where he's holding his mask with the steve rogers head that's gonna be dope <laughs> love it so badass so badass, and not that expensive not as expensive as you thought it was so that's cool as shit uh, I'm going to leave a link on the page or in the show notes also. So if you want to get a better look or you want to buy one yourself, you're more than welcome to. I'm sure Marvel would fucking love it. Uh, now, my next item was a pre-order also. And I want to say it's a limited number. I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to show you. Check that out. It's a Captain America Legends Series Shield. It's a funny story. When I picked it up, uh, as I'm getting it out of the box here, as I picked it up, the guy from UPS, you know, I was like, hey, I'm here to pick up a package. He goes, okay, what's your name? I tell him my name. He brings it out. Well, it says on the box what it is. It was in a bigger cardboard box than this. And he goes, he's looking at it, and he looks at me, and he's looking at it, and he goes, what is it? I almost told him to get fucked. Like, don't worry about what it is, motherfucker. Just give me my shit. But I said, uh, you know, I'm not an asshole like that. So I said, oh, it's a it's a, uh, a one-to-one scale Captain America shield. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> I said, really? It better be. And he goes, who's it for? <laughs> and I went, it's for me. And he looks at me and he goes, that's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> so he goes, you ain't going to open it here, are you? And I went, no, I'm not opening it here, pal. But I thought that was pretty cool. But here's what it looks like. This is a heavy, heavy-duty shield. It's not made out of metal, but it is a heavy, thick, hard plastic. You can see how the, how the light glares off of it. All right, now, the cool part of the shield, I'm going to show you. Look at that shit. <laughs> it's got leather straps on it. The leather straps. Ooh, the light's fucking with my camera. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, how awesome is that, man? Yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was awesome. I love it. Freaking love it. Um, and it probably was as expensive as you think it is. So, again, I'll leave the uh, the, the note, the, uh, the link in the show notes, and you guys can check it out a little closer. Uh, hell, you probably want. You know, I know you want one. Who don't want a fucking one to one Captain America shield? It's got leather straps. Do you see the straps? Put your arm in them. Oh my god, it's awesome. Anyway, so 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 cool. Okay, now I love getting shit from fans. Uh, I've done. Fans have given me stuff on the show, which blows my freaking mind. That people think that much of me, that much of the show, to to send me stuff they think I like. Um, I'm, I, and I'm telling you, I'm fucking not bullshitting you a bit. It is humbling. It is amazing. Uh, I, I have no words, really. Uh, thank you just does not get it. So a friend of the show, John 
I'm, I'm, I know I'm probably going to mess this name up, man. Um, Greiger, uh, from a freaking cool ass Facebook group that I'm part of called Comic Jack. Uh, these guys, they they do battles all day long. If you want to know who would win a fight between Squirrel Girl and Galactus, uh, that's this is your group. Uh, Facebook, uh, I'm an admin. Just ask to join. You'll join. You can get in there and go, well, I think Squirrel Girl would win because of this. And then you're going to have 10 people go, you're full of shit. And then you might have another 10 go, oh, my God, you're so right. It, they know their shit, man. They're comic fanatics. They're constantly doing tournaments and stuff. Met some fantastic super friends uh, in that group. And John Greiger's one of them. And he sent me a box of stuff that he thought I would like. I am so humbled and so happy to show you right now. I've tried to make this video. I was going to make a video exclusively for the box. Twice. Once, the video didn't take. The second time, the audio was fucked up. I'm sure it was my mistake. But... Well, I'm doing it now here on the show. It's going to go out on iTunes and everywhere. This is better anyway. The first thing I'm going to show you is the Blazing Defender, a one of one, not one in 500, not one in 100, not one in 10, the one, the only Blazing Defender Funko Pop. Check that shit out. Look at his, look at his hands. Oh my god, he's so dope. Look at his little pants. I got like I'm 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 blinging dog. I'm flossy, y'all. Flossy. Check that shit out. How cool is that? Bet you dog bet Kevin Smith don't well, I bet he does have Funko Pop. Fuck. But it ain't this cool. Guaranteed it ain't this cool. That is fucking awesome. This is going to stay on the backdrop right underneath Galactus. Right between Cap and Galactus. Right there. Forever and always, that Funko Pop will be a part of this show. Uh, so cool. Not done yet. Not done yet by a long shot. Uh, he knows I'm a big cat fan. So he got me this cat patch. Very cool. Haven't found nothing to put it on, but I will. And this is a number one issue of Ash. Okay. Ash was a series uh, done by jo- John uh, Palmati, I believe that's right. Um, I know John Quesada did an Ash uh, series too for Marvel, but this is look at that cover, and Palmati signed it as well. I know I'm butchering that last name, but I'm sure uh, Jason Jones will let me know that I butchered it. Event Comics cover. There's the Event Comics. Uh, the Baltimore Con 2013. 2013. You got me that. So stoked. Nothing better you can get a comic book uh, review guy other than a fucking cool, obscure, uh, collectible comic cover that's autographed. Uh, so cool. Now, why am I wearing a fucking apron on the show? This was the best part. Okay. John's mother, uh, Doris has she makes custom aprons okay me being a firefighter uh we i use an apron i really do use an apron i use one at home i have one here i have one at the firehouse well now i've got one to replace them all this is the only apron i'll ever use this is the apron i'm going to stand up to show you this is i like a little pouch she's got the little captain america you can see the fire fire truck the fire symbol uh it's the same graphic that's on the straps here and the coolest thing it's reversible so i can wear it here and wear my cap wear my cap shield and that way no one makes fun of me and then i can spin it around and it's the firefighter emblem and all the guys at the firehouse have been like where the fuck where'd you get that where'd you get that at i'm like don't you worry about where i got it at no really door uh doris is in the name and numbers in the show notes uh, please contact her if you want a custom apron, man. I'm sure she can do anything. And it's also got like a towel pouch, so you can put your towel in it uh, when you reverse this. So, fucking awesome. So cool. Thank you, John. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, for somebody to take the time and, and do this and just nail it. My, I mean, my wife just loves this thing. She thinks, she's like, oh my God, it's so cool. And a fan giving it to me is just, like I said, it's my favorite apron of all time. It's the only one I'll ever use. 
So thank you, John, for that fan box. That was freaking amazing. You are the man. Uh, thanks again. Okay. Now, a little bit of comic news. Now, to get to some negative uh, feedback that I got, got some negative feedback on the last show. It's cool. I, I'll take it. Um, some people don't like the comic news. All right. Um, that's the reason I do this show is because sometimes I don't have people to talk to about this shit. And if I do, they want to give me their opinion. Have you ever been in a, in a, in a conversation with somebody and you're talking to them, but you see, you see them and they're not there. They're not there. Like we're looking at each other right now. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. We're having a conversation. Well, I'm talking, you're listening. But you might be saying stuff like, well, he's an idiot and the apron's awesome and whatever. Uh, but we're having a semi-conversation. No cell phones around, no nothing, okay? Um, sometimes I, when I talk to people about this stuff, they want to tell me their opinions, which are great. I love them. But this is a chance for me to talk and not be interrupted, not be argued with. Uh, just be like, hey, this is coming out. This is cool. Oh, I seen this on the internet. Thought it might be interesting. Okay. I'm sorry if that was boring. I don't ever try to make anything boring. I, I've been told I'm a pretty good storyteller, but evidently I'm giving the news like shit. So I've got to change that. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Uh, the only news I want to talk about, because it is cool. I don't care who you are. It's very cool. Uh, a new comic book that they unveiled, Boom Studios unveiled at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year. It's called The Warlords of Appalachia. Okay. It's by uh, Philip Kennedy. And hold on one second. Philip Kennedy Johnson and Jonas Scharf. Okay. In a nutshell, it's Braveheart meets Hunger Games set in the post-apocalyptic state of Kentucky. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and I've seen the artwork, I've seen the cover art, the interior art of this book. It looks amazing. It will be in the show notes as well. And funny story, not funny as in funny haha, but pretty damn cool. I, I posted it on the Blazing Defender Twitter page when I seen it and was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Philip Kennedy Johnson, the, one of the writers of the book, responded and said, hey, so glad to hear it. Can't wait for your review. I'm going to check the show out. What? You know, you know, I was so excited. So Philip Kennedy Johnson, Jonas Sharp, thank you very much uh, for the shout out. Hope you like the show. And trust me, I cannot wait to receive your book. Comes out in October by Boom Studios. I'll, I'm going to get it. Uh, I've already talked to my comic shop. He's going to order. He's going to order some. He had no idea about it until I told him about it. He's all in. I'm going to be all in, and we will definitely review it on the show. So that's it. That's all the comic news I got. But it, it sounds very cool. It's uh, Braveheart meets Hunger Games. I mean, fuck, come on. That's fucking awesome, right? All right, now. Something I want to talk about real quick. Uh, not really negative um, feedback from this, but I, I, want, to, I want to discuss it. Uh, I don't make anything doing this show, okay? Um, so every li little bit that we can generate, I'm in a network called Giant Size Team Up Network. And uh, there's a bunch of shows out there on that network. Go check the show. Go check the network out. You'll find a show that you like. We have a Loot Crate sponsorship, uh, which means I read a Loot Crate ad. I, 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 used, I used to receive Loot Crate. I do not anymore. It was just a personal choice. Nothing wrong with Loot Crate. <clears throat> so um, I read this, and for people that sign up, money goes to the network. It's fantastic. Uh, it helps us out. It helps me with music. Uh, there's people that do my publishing for the iTunes, for the Blog Talk site, uh, I've got a producer and gives me music that uh, cleans up my audio when it goes iTunes. So I basically am just in charge of the YouTube show. Everything else is done for me. So in any time we can get a sponsorship, somebody like Loot Crate that helps out, it's awesome. Okay? Regardless how I feel about Loot Crate. All right? Uh, now, I've received some really cool stuff out of Loot Crate. 
Okay, now this is this is the blazing defender in me because I want I've always wanted to show where I'm not beholden to anybody. I think Luke Crate is is fantastic for some people. Uh, I started getting some boxes that didn't speak to me, so I just it was a choice not to get it anymore. But I've got some T-shirts, I've got some watches, I've got some Funko Pops, I've got some c- collectible comic books that I've gotten out of Loot Crate that were fantastic. It just wasn't enough for me. Now, what I will tell you is I've recently been on their site, and you can do a T-shirt Loot Crate, a sock Loot Crate. You can bundle different subscriptions and save some money. That's really cool, and I'm actually probably going to do the T-shirt Loot Crate because I love their T-shirts that they gave me. So when it's like 8 bucks a month, you can't buy a fucking T-shirt for 8 bucks. I wear a 2X T-shirt. You cannot touch a 2X. They only let you try one on for $8. So that's pretty cool. Now, did I get some garbage in Loot Crate? Absolutely, I got some garbage. But I will tell you this. It's all licensed stuff. It's not knockoff stuff. It's not generic stuff. It's licensed stuff. So now I know some people, you know, uh, I had a fan that sent me something that said, man, I got Loot Crate because of you, and I got this. And it was like a, a Harley Quinn, um, like, I guess it was like a wine, one of those things you put on wine glasses, I don't know, maybe to say it's your wine glass if you go to like ritzy, ritzy places, but I thought it was awesome. I was like, holy shit, that's cool. My wife would love that. So what he didn't like, we would we would, we would have liked. So do you see what I'm saying? You know, one man's junk's another man's treasure and all that shit. So, okay, it's up to you whether you choose Loot Crate or not. But I'm going to, if you don't know what Loot Crate is, I'm going to break it down for you. You're looking for gear, collectibles, houseware, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises? We got you covered. Loot Crate offers a range of geek and gamer items for less than $20 a month. Want to bring your loot into the next level? Get a bigger box with even bigger loot with the Loot Crate DX. If you're more the type to wear your geeky heart on your sleeve, then loot wear our monthly wearables and accessory subscriptions what you're looking for. That's what I was just talking about. That's something I'm probably going to do. Get on our website. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, Get ready for September's high-octane theme, Speed. This month's Loot Crate has a high-octane assortment of goodies from Batman, CW's The Flash and Arrow, Battlestar Galactica, Iron Man, and Gone in 60 Seconds. Horrible movie, but, but nevertheless. If you have a style need and you love our Speed Loot Wear collection, Featuring Sonic Socks from When You Gotta Go Fast, a transformer wearable for your world-saving needs, a winning Mario Kart tee, and more. This loot wear collection is going to zoom way quick. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific, so that would be uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Am I right? Or 6? I think it's 6. 6 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on the 19th to subscribe and receive this month's theme. And that after that, the cutoff's over. Uh, go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Enter code giant size team up and save some loot on your next Loot Crate subscription. Now, that will be in the show notes. Copy and paste giant size team up. Put it in the promo code. Boom, bam, you saved some money on your loot. Let me know. Give me some feedback. I love the feedback. I love it when this guy said, dude, the Loot Crate, not so good. Hey, man, that's awesome. I'm just, thank you for telling me. Uh, But I have had people go, hey, man, you're right. Their T-shirts are pretty awesome. So, and uh, somebody got uh, some kind of Doctor Who TARDIS phone charger. I forget what it was. And I'll be, I, I shit you not, I know nothing about Doctor Who. I know what a TARDIS is. But, and that's just from going to cons and stuff. I've seen like people dressed up as a TARDIS of all things, but it was like a, like you put your phone in it and it charged it. It was so cool. And if I was a a Doctor Who fan, I'd fucking love that shit. So, you know, there are good, there are good things. Some are hit and miss. Just, just hang in there with it. Uh, But again, it really does help us out. All right. Now. Let's see what else we got. All right, Loot Crate Read is done. Dunzo on the Loot Crate Read. All right, man. This is what you waited for, right? Maybe not. This is maybe when you, when you turn me off. Comic book reviews. Uh, and let me say this. I do give a review, 
But um, it's basically, I want to hit the high points, maybe the low points for people that are looking to get into comic books. Like like I said, that person that's got their toe in the water, I want to uh, shoulder charge them and get them in there. And I want them to find something in the medium that they love and can't live without every Wednesday. That's when new books come out for all you newbies is Wednesday, new comic book day. All right. Some of the stuff that I have for you guys. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is Doctor Strange's prelude to the movie. Number two. Uh, the first one was pretty good. It was um, it was it was okay. I reviewed it on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, this one is a, it's a set, more of a separate story where it's basically based on the ancient one. Now the ancient one, if you've seen the Doctor Strange trailer, is the bald chick that uh, is basically going to teach him. She is the Sorcerer Supreme right now. And she's the one that you see in the trailer with the bald head where uh, Cumberbatch comes up to her and says, teach me. And she's like, all right, you know, I'll teach you. So, uh, but this is, this. what was cool about this is there's a gang that has come in, come in possession of a powerful mystical artifact. And it, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing with it. And they think they're controlling it, but it had, this thing has so much power, they could really inadvertently destroy themselves and a lot more. Uh, and they're already harming innocents. So the Ancient One and her band of mystical warriors get involved. And what is so cool, and I did not see this coming until I read this book, because they really don't show it that much in the trailers, but like she's a very Kung Fu-like. And, uh, and I don't know why I just moved like that. That was kind of weird. Like, I don't know what that, that's not Kung Fu. I don't think, but anyway, um, maybe I'll ask big Sam, uh, the guy from the meatheads, he's a Tai Chi instructor, but when they move, she moves her hands around and like, you know, like when strange casts his spells, you know, that thing that comes over his hands and makes it look like he's, you know, some kind of energy or some kind of magic, you know, to project his magic. They move and they're, it's kind of like Kung Fu magic. It's so cool. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope the movie's like this. So, and then leading into Iron Fist and blah, blah, blah. My head kind of exploded. But for a prelude issue, these things usually suck. And this one was badass. So if you're, you really want to get your strange on and kind of quench that thirst till the movie comes out, Doctor Strange Prelude number two was, was a pretty good pickup for me. Uh, I, really, I really, really enjoyed it. Now, the next one we're going to talk about is Moon Knight number five. I'm going to show the cover here. Sorry, iTunes guys. Number five. That's such a cool cover. It's like he's peeling his face off instead of the Moon Knight mask. Now, if you've been reading Moon Knight, I hope to God you're not taking any kind of psychedelics before you read it because you will lose your shit. Uh, it's a mind trip. Every issue so far has been like, holy shit, is he crazy? Is he not? Is Set the the bad guy here? Or is all this in Moon Knight's mind? Okay? So every issue, you kind of get a little bit more of a piece. Now, this issue is, to me, hands down, ball shit crazy as far as the other four issues go. Now, that's saying something if you've been reading Moon Knight. Um, he's on the moon. He meets a girl. She takes him through a room. And then the artwork changes. Now I'm going to show you. This was a very, the artwork is very, very cool. This is the main artist. That This is him on the moon. Or is he on the moon? Mm, right? Now, then when he meets this girl, they're kind of like at a 50s club or whatever. And then it changes to this. Because... He's not on the moon anymore. He's not even in his reality anymore, really. And the two orderlies are still chasing him from the hospital, or are they orderlies? See what I did there? Uh, but then he kind of comes in contact and confronts himself, not as Mark Spector, but as Moon Knight. So I know that probably makes no sense trying to describe this book. You just have to read it. Moon Knight is one of the best things out on the comic stands right now. It's a far different cry than a lot of superhero books have been. So I don't want to say that it's better than 
Star Wars or Deathstroke or any of those. Uh, it's just different, and it's so refreshingly different. I love it. The artwork's great. The story is fantastic. But I'm really wanting to know, is he crazy? I need, they need to start, I think, closing this storyline down, and we need to really figure out whether he this is crazy, whether he still is in an insane asylum and Set is doing all this to his mind, or he is really crazy. We need to kind of figure out. I'm kind of going with he's not really crazy because that would probably be the end of the book. But Moon Knight, number five, really, really good. Check it out. Highly, highly recommended. The next one is Deathstroke, number one. Now, I read, I read the, I reviewed the last Deathstroke in the last show, actually. It was a number one also, but this is the number one of the series. So it's kind of kind of confusing, I know. But by Christopher Priest. Now, for those of you that didn't see the last episode, you should. But Christopher Priest uh, was an or I'm sorry, a, a writer on a Black Panther series years ago. I want to say in the '90s, and it was phenomenal. To this day, it's still my favorite Black Panther series. He just gave us a look at the character that we've never seen before. It was phenomenal. Then Chris Priest kind of disappeared. I don't know where the hell he went. So uh, now he's back, and he's doing Deathstroke, which is one of my favorite DC antiheroes. Um, so in this, there is a, a lot of flashback. Uh, Wintergreen is kind of like the Alfred Pennyworth to Batman. Uh, Wintergreen is to Deathstroke or Slade Wilson, the, bet, the greatest assassin in the world. Forget what you heard about Suicide Squad's Deadshot. No. Deathstroke is the most dangerous assassin in the DC Universe. He's taken out the uh, like three-fourths of the Justice League before in like a matter of seconds. That's how bad this dude is. Okay? So uh, Priest is really getting deep into the character, which we haven't seen since George Perez's Deathstroke, which is still one of my favorites. Uh, and that's that's we're going back some years there, but this is basically he's he's rescued Wintergreen. Uh, we get a flashback into Slade's relationship with his wife. We haven't ever seen that in in, in a comic series before. She's pretty badass. Um, they basically get a divorce in this issue. Also, you get to see how that transpires. You get to see him and Wintergreen. It's almost kind of like a buddy cop movie. Um, and it's kind of very Bruce Wayne, Alfred Pennyworth. I've said that before. Um, they they had this banter back and forth, and it's kind of like, do these guys even really like each other? But they do, and they're, they're soldiers at war, and they're brothers at heart. So uh, it's like us at the firehouse, we rib on each other pretty hard, but by God, no one else can rib on them that hard, or you know, you're going to take a beating. So uh, Deathstroke, number one, I love where this series is going. Uh, the artwork is okay. Uh, the villain in this was the Clockmaster, and you know it, it. It served a purpose. He was more of a plot device than anything than being like the big bad of the story. I really want Deathstroke to. I want him to get into the DC universe and really start picking it up a level. Uh, and I'm sure Priest has got got ideas, but I love the backstory that Priest is, has done. So. If you're a Deathstroke fan, uh, or you just think he's cool looking, very Deadpoolish. Um, take take a look at this book. Um, and there's a lot of humor in this book, a lot of deadpan humor, which is kind of Priest's forte, really. Uh, if you read the Black Panther run, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is Deathstroke number one. It's a great jumping on point for new readers. So highly recommended. Okay. The next book is uh, Jason Jones, a, a longtime fan of the show. Back when I was doing Nerdgasm Hour, he he was a fan of the show. He asked me in a comment, uh, why aren't you reviewing Wonder Woman? Why aren't you reading Wonder Woman? I think is what he said. I am reading Wonder Woman. I've enjoyed the shit out of Wonder Woman. If you'd have told me that I'd be so excited for a Wonder Woman movie and a Wonder Woman comic book to come out each week, I would have told you you were freaking high. But it's true. This is the cover, Frank Cho cover. Not one of the better ones. Frank Cho and Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka is a writer on this. Fantastic writer. Fantastic novelist. If you've never read any of Greg Rucka's novels, if you don't like comic books, check Greg Rucka. If you like spy, espionage, covert op shit, 
Greg Rucka is an incredible novelist. So just an incredible writer altogether because he writes comic books very good too. So Greg Rucka and Frank Cho, the artist, kind of had a war of words. Uh, Rucka really didn't like the risque covers that Frank Cho was drawing. He was drawing a very statuesque uh, Wonder Woman. I thought she looked phenomenal, but he thought she should be, she should look less sexy, I guess. I don't know what the hell he meant. But anyway, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. But Wonder Woman has been fantastic. Um, You've got her. She used to be able to travel to Themyscira, which is where she's from. Uh, But when she left, she was supposed to be banished, but she goes back all the time. Well, now she can't find it. So something has happened. She knows something's wrong. She goes and finds the cheetah. And they have a history. I'm not familiar with Wonder Woman at all, so I may be missing some backstory here on these two. But it, they are fleshing their relationship out, so that's cool. Uh, Cheetah is helping her reluctantly uh, because she's being controlled. Now, Caldero is a guy that is uh, being basically a servant to... I've got to find this guy's name again because it's kind of crazy. Um, he's he's actually the big bad uh, of the book, and he's a like a he's an awesome looking monster. Uh, here it is. Urza Carta, Urza Cartaaga. See, that's fucking weird. I don't know. I know I'm butchering it again. Uh, I do most names on this show. It's kind of my thing. But anyway. Um, he's the big bad. Caldero is kind of like this warlord that uh, uh, that long name dude is using as a minion. And Steve Trevor and his his elite team of commandos have been taken captured. Now uh, Amanda Waller has got involved, and it's we're trying to figure out you know what is going on with Wonder Woman what is going on with Steve Trevor now this is this is something this book does the series is doing stay with me on this it's it's kind of flip-flops back and forth in three weeks Wonder Woman number six this is five number six year one part three a stranger in a strange land on September 28th Wonder Woman number seven the lies part four left at the altar so it's basically telling two stories. Now, I'm cool with that because it's kind of hard to follow. I'm cool with that as long as it all meets up at the same place. Okay? If not, then you should just one story arc, then we go into the second story arc. But I'm sure that's what they're going to do. So very excited. Wonder Woman's been fantastic. Uh, they make her incredibly sexy, incredibly hardcore She's a freaking Amazon warrior. I hate it when they tried to dull her down. Um, she'll cut your head off quicker than anybody in the DC universe. So, And that's the way she should be. She's a warrior. She's a warrior goddess, and that's the way she should be. But Wonder Woman has been fantastic. But what I do recommend, if you, if you, if you don't, don't pick up that issue and read it. You're going to be lost. You're not going to like it. You need to go back and get the first one. And read them together. Or wait for the trade paperback to come out. I tell you what. That's what you can do. Go on iTunes. Leave me a five-star review. Keep doing it until we get seven. You're going to win. And I'll get you the Wonder Woman trade off of Amazon when it comes out. And you'll be caught up. And you'll be happy because it's fantastic. All right. The next book. We're still in DC Rebirth. Now, for the newbies, I probably should have went over this when I started doing the Rebirth books. When I say Rebirth, DC Rebirth is uh, DC Universe has reset their universe to a certain degree. And what they're doing is is they're trying to tell a story with all the DC titles. They're trying to tell one story. Now, that's tricky. They're doing a fantastic job. Uh, They're kind of going back to their roots. The New 52, don't worry yourself about it. They're they're, kind of racing all that, uh, the bad parts anyway. Um, so when I say rebirth books, that's what I mean. I say rebirth at the top like this. This is Batman number four. Okay. Now was very skeptical about the Batman book. Uh, Tom King, I believe his name is, uh, you know, he's got, yeah, Tom King, the writer and David Finch is doing the pencils. I like David Finch's pencils. I think they're great. Um, 
Tom King, I was very worried about him coming on because he had big shoes to fill. Scott Snyder is going to go down as one of the greatest writers of Batman books ever. He's following big shoes. Big shoes. He's, in my opinion, done a fantastic job of reminding us why Batman's cool. He's always using gadgets. He's always two steps ahead. But he's made this Batman a little bit um, maybe edgier. Maybe like, I don't want to say more Dark Knight Returns Batman, but maybe more like cinematic Ben Affleck Batman uh, without all the killing. Um, He's not doing that at all. But he's very, like, he's getting older and more gristled, I guess, as, you know, as being a vigilante in Gotham would probably do to you. But the the one thing I wasn't really sure about was Gotham Man and Gotham Girl. From issue one, these two super-powered beings made their appearance, and we've kind of been like, who the fuck is this? This dude is Superman bad. Okay, and the girl is Supergirl bad. So when I say bad, I mean like powerful. But they they they've got they they seem like they're altruistic with their motives. Like they want to help. They're helping Batman, and Batman's using them. Uh, he's kind of like shit. You know, I really don't want to fight these guys. So maybe I can kind of sway them to fight crime the way I want them to fight crime. And there was an origin story on why they call themselves Gotham Girl and Gotham Man. And it deals with Batman in an alley where Batman foiled a plot that would have probably killed him and their family. So, see, see where I'm going with that? So, even though the worst names ever, Gotham Girl and Gotham Man, you're fucking kidding me? That's awful. But, but the story with them has been really, really cool. And in this, Psycho Pirate, last issue, uh, kind of got in Gotham, Gotham Man's head. And it ain't been good. Gotham guys kind of went off the the reservation, and Batman's got to get him back. So it's basically hunting down Superman and trying to stop him. But this guy's different than Superman. We really don't know his weakness yet. So, But now we're getting into who made these two and why they were interjected into Gotham. There was, there's, a, there's a conspiracy. There's an agenda. I don't want to give nothing away because I was like, oh, shit. Now it makes sense. So Tom, Tom King has been doing an excellent job on Batman. There's a fight scene that happened in the last issue. I didn't review the last issue, but there's a fight scene that happened where he's trying to take down Gotham guy. And Batman's using, throwing his Batmobile into him. He's using all these tricks and gadgets to just slow Gotham guy down. He hits him with the Batplane. And, you know, Alfred Pennyworth has been the comic relief. Uh, and, you know, Pennyworth's like, oh, my. And Batman's like, what is it now? And he goes, I believe you're running out of toys to throw at him, Batman. You know, like, it's just, it's it's funny, and it's very, very cool. It's a very Batman. And uh, I, I really love it. I'm pleasantly surprised with this. So, if you're a Batman fan, this is a really good uh, start to uh, the Rebirth series for Batman. So kudos to you, Tom King. I didn't know if you could do it or not. Pull it off, and you've done a great job. Okay, Justice League, another Rebirth book. Justice League number two. Love me some Justice League. Um, Justice League, they, they're all, the big bads are always very um, huge because it's the Justice League, right? So this in this episode, um, there's some... These alien things have come. They don't know much about them, but they do affect the Green Lanterns. They kind of siphon their power. And everybody in the world is speaking in riddles, and it's like they're being possessed, and they're all saying the same things. And it's 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 confusing uh, for me to talk about it, but it's a huge big bad. The Justice League has to come together Everybody in the league gets their moment. Now, the big thing in this issue is the Superman from the New 52 is dead. While he was here and he was dead, there was another Superman from another universe that has been here the entire time. He didn't want to be Superman. He has a son. He's Lois. They were 
They were happy just being normal people. Then this Superman from this universe dies. This guy has to step up. Now, Batman doesn't trust this guy at all. But when the shit gets this heavy, you need Superman. And Batman knows that. So this is a lot of them asking Clark for help. Uh, They're still trying to figure out what these things are, what they want, what their weakness is. So, you know, Cyborg, Flash, everybody's involved. It's a, it's a cool story. Very Avengers-like where the big bad's so huge, you need these superpower people to work together, and they're all kind of using their expertise. Aquaman has a really cool moment in here too. So uh, Justice League Rebirth, it's been good. Um, if, if, you don't, if you can't buy the, the Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman series individually, Get this, and you're going to get your fix because it's pretty pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, oh, it's and it's Brian Hitch, which I really haven't liked anything Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch, the artist that's on the Batman book, is writing the Justice League. Never been a big Hitch fan. He did a Moon Knight series several years ago. I didn't like it. Uh, but this has not been bad. But we're only on issue two, so he's got plenty of time to screw it up. But as of right now, good job. Now, uh, the last Rebirth book I'm going to – going to talk about is uh, Suicide Squad. And as you can see here, Suicide Squad number one. Now, this is the wrong book because uh, there is a Suicide Squad that Jim Lee has done and that's the one that I want to talk about and I do not have it. So you will not get a review on that book other than what I will tell you is it's good. I like it a lot. No, no, really, it's pretty good. Um, the art's great. Harley Quinn, it, they made it very cinematic. And when I say that, I mean they took a lot from the movie and they're trying to interject it into the comic universe. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, I'm a little out on it. it, it of all the things that I've read in the last two weeks, it was the thing I liked the least. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But the art looks great. And it's Jim Lee. I mean, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. So I was going to buy it no matter what. The covers are real cool. Deadshot's really cool. Um, if if, But I'll tell you something that does different than the movie. And if you want to know what me and Big Sam thought about the movie, Meatheads on Movies on iTunes also under the Blazing Defender Report banner. Uh, you can hear our review on that. It was the comic gets the characters right where I, I felt the movie didn't. But they are interjecting the parts that worked in the movie into the comic book. So, kudos. And let me tell you, Jeff Johns is the guy that's basically running DC right now. Okay? He's also the executive producer on the rest of the DC movies that are going to come out. I thought he had a bigger part in Suicide Squad, but he didn't. Suicide Squad was mostly done when Johns came aboard. So... Johns really didn't get to handle Suicide Squad like I bet he would have. We would have been happier, trust me. So what I think Johns is doing is, is he's interjecting things from the cinematic universe that worked for him, at least, that he thought would work for us, the fans, and trying to get it into the DC universe during, underneath this Rebirth banner. Smart move, and it, it, it worked. But again, uh, it was still a little ho-hum, so, but we'll see. I just didn't like the big bad. I'll give a better review next time, next week. Um, and uh, let's see, Tokyo Ghost. For guys that watch this show, they know how I feel about Tokyo Ghost. Um, Debbie is the Tokyo Ghost. And there she is right there looking badass. Sean Murphy's art is worth the price of this freaking book. Rick Remender is one of the best writers writing comics right now. If you see Rick Remender on the book, you just buy it. He's kind of like um, Jason Aaron for Marvel. If you see Jason Aaron's name on a book, just buy it. Just buy it. You're going to be fucking happy. Just buy it. Don't worry about it. You, you don't need to listen to review. You don't need to listen to anybody else. You just buy it because it's going to be phenomenal. Rick Remender's run on Tokyo Ghost is fucking fantastic. This is one of my favorite books from 2015 going into 2016, there's only one more issue left. This is issue number nine. Debbie, the Tokyo Ghost, is going against Davy Drama, who has fucked up the entire world. 
Uh, he is a fantastic big bad. You just got to read it. Um, it's it, the, Sean Murphy's detail and artwork. Now, let me let me forewarn you because some of the people that have picked this book up because I've highly recommended it have said, hey, love Tokyo Ghost, could do without all the male genitalia. I agree 100%. There's um, a scene in this where there's some male genitalia used in a rather odd and disgusting way. Uh, but David Drama's messed up. He's a messed up dude. So it, it worked. But sometimes it kind of out there and it really doesn't add to the story or, or anything. So not like this issue. It actually did add to the story in this issue. But Sean Murphy's arts are great. Uh, even his man penis. It's, it's, it looks fantastic. Um, so Tokyo Ghost, excellent book. This is the showdown. They're setting up the showdown for the last issue and it's going to be balls out. Ain't no telling how to end with remainder. You never know. Everybody could freaking die. Um, but our, I will tell you, well, no, I'm not going to tell you because it's a spoiler one. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you it's a spoiler. Uh, and there's a lot of, Oh shit moments in every issue. You're kind of like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. So God damn. I love Tokyo ghost. If somebody does not make this into a movie property, they're fucking idiots. If I win the lottery, I may, I'm going to get James Cameron or somebody. We're going to make this into a movie. But uh, it's futuristic. It's sci-fi. It's fantasy. It's swords. It's internet. It's sex. It's everything you fucking love is in this book. So please check it out. Tokyo Ghost number nine. Check them all out. Check them all out. Because they're all 8.5s to, to 9.5s. So excellent series. And uh, with that, guys, that's all for the report. Um, now, what I will ask you to do is in the show notes, there I'll have every link to where I can be found on social media, the Giant Size Team Up Network website, the Loot Crate website, all that. Please go check it out. Do not forget the iTunes reviews. Uh, I want, I want to give somebody a trade paperback. I want to buy somebody a trade paperback. If you help me, I help you. You wash my back, I'll lightly pat yours down, and that's the way we'll roll with it. Um, guys, also I want to say, check out The Silence. The Silence comic book. It's by a friend of mine named Chad Nuss. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully uh, drawn, illustrated. He's the, art, he's the artist. He's the writer. He's the creator. Um, he's a, a seminary doctorate student. He's a, a manager at a, at a well-known restaurant in the, in the city here. I don't know. He's got like five kids. Why? I mean, I don't know how he does it all. His, his super ability is time management. But uh, check him out on his webpage, um, Chad Nuss, The Silence. Check it out. It's beautiful. It's great. Please, guys, leave those reviews. It helps me out a lot. And for God's sakes... The world is crazy enough. Love each other. Buy a comic book and enjoy yourself. With that, Blazing Defenders out. See you guys later.